0: Good morning, brothers and sisters in Christ, friends and family of Grace Design United Methodist Church. It is wonderful to be in worship with you this weekend, whenever you happen to be joining us. It is a blessing to be able to call upon the name of the Lord, whether we are on top of the mountain or we are in the valley. He is our strong fortress. Praise be to God. Um, As we get started, I just want to remind you um, that I know there's a lot changing um, around policies and procedures and are we in attendance or are we not, Um, but know that Um, Grace Design United Methodist Church will not be reopening for worship um, for another several weeks, uh, but you will definitely hear publications from us whenever we do um, or if we choose to start worship in another form. However, no matter what we do, we will continue to provide worship through this forum and on our Facebook page. With that announcement aside, um, let us join our hearts in worship and come to the throne of the Lord by joining together in our call to worship. Come to Christ, that living stone rejected by the world, but in God's sight chosen and precious. We
1: We have have
0: responded responded to to Christ's call and and seek to be built into into a spiritual spiritual
2: house, a a living reminder of of God's presence on on earth.
0: earth. Once we were no people. But now we are God's people, called out of the darkness into God's marvelous light. Therefore, we sing with the church in all ages. Blessed Blessed be your name, O O God, God, our Redeemer. By your mercy, we have been born born anew to a a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. dead. Let us pray. O God, in in mystery and silence, you are are present in our lives,
1: bringing new life
0: out of destruction. destruction hope out out of despair, growth growth out of of difficulty. difficulty. We We thank thank you that you do not leave us alone, but labor to make us whole. Help us to perceive your unseen hand in the unfolding of our lives and to attend to the gentle guidance of your spirit, that we may know the joy you give your people. Amen.
1: Our first scripture reading comes from the book of Acts Chapter 6, verses 8 through 15, and chapter 7, verses 54 through 60. Stephen, full of grace and power, did great wonders and signs among the people. Then some of those who belonged to the synagogue of the freedmen, as it was called, Cyrenians, Alexandrians, and others of those from Cilicia and Asia, stood up and argued with Stephen, but they could not withstand the wisdom and the spirit with which he spoke. Then they secretly instigated some men to say, We have heard him speak blasphemous words against Moses and God. They stirred up the people as well as the elders and the scribes. Then they suddenly confronted him, seized him, and brought him before the council. They set up false witnesses who said, This man never stopped saying things against this holy place and the law. For we have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy this place and will change the customs that Moses handed on to us. And all who sat in the council looked intently at him, and they saw that his face was like the face of an angel. When they heard these things, they became enraged and ground their teeth at Stephen. But, filled with the Holy Spirit, he gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Look, he said, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. But they covered their ears, and with a loud shout, all rushed together against him. Then they dragged him out of the city and began to stone him. And the witnesses laid their coats at the feet of a young man named Saul. While they were stoning Stephen, he prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he knelt down and cried out in a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. Our second reading comes from the book of Matthew, chapter 12. Verses 33 through 37, Either make the tree good and its fruit good, or make the tree bad and its fruit bad, for the tree is known by its fruit. You brood of vipers, how can you speak of good things when you are evil? For out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. The good person brings good things out of a good treasure, and the evil person brings evil things out of an evil treasure. I tell you, on the day of judgment, you will have to give an account for every careless word you utter, for by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. This is the word of God for you and me, the people of God.
0: Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Almighty God, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Our words have power. This has always been true, but now in a time when our actions are so constrained, our words become the primary form of our witness of Jesus Christ to the world. Proverbs 15.1 reminds us that a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. As we read today's scriptures, we must ask ourselves, what have we been doing with the power of our words? I have had it on my heart for quite a while to speak to our congregation about the power of words. When I look around, listening to what is said in personal conversations and public broadcasts, when I read what is published in newspapers and on personal Facebook pages, I see a lot of anger stirred up by the words we choose to speak and write, myself included. Our patience is drawing thin and we have so much idle time on our hands. It is a terrible combination. We are out of control of our situation, and it feels as though everyone who has that so-called power is seeking to display their worldly authority, further infringing on our sense of control over our own lives. This situation we're in, it stirs up all sorts of things. Fear, despair, hurt, and anger. Too often, my dear church, I see that our words that we speak and our words that we write reflect the trouble that fills our hearts. Yet, as Christians, our words ought to sound different than the words that are spoken by the world, amen? My contemplation on this topic personally and the work of the Holy Spirit within me began several weeks ago when Psalm 59 came up in my morning devotion. Particularly, the study was based around verses 14 through 17 They, that is the psalmist's enemies, return at evening, snarling like dogs and prowl around the city. They wander about for food, and they howl if they are not satisfied. But I will sing of your strength. In the morning I will sing of your love, for you are my fortress, my refuge in times of trouble. You are my strength. I sing praise to you. You, God, are my fortress, my God on whom I can rely. Snarling, which is what we could call spitting hurtful words. And howling, which is complaining when our earthly desires are not met. These are the sounds that people make when they are not focused upon the Lord. Focused upon God, the psalmist tells us we make sounds of praise. Singing about God's strength, delighting in God's protection, and declaring God's reliability, no matter if our earthly hopes and earthly desires are met or not. Look at the contrast in the words between the people focused on God and those who are not. Yes, church, we ought to sound different than the world. We ought to be that clear noise of rejoicing and praise and delight and declaration, morning, noon, and night, among the noises of discontented snarling and howling as the world wrestles. I'm going to ask you right now, to have an honest conversation in your heart between you and God. Are the sounds you are making sounds of rejoicing and praise right now? Even though your earthly desires and your earthly hopes are not being met and the powers around you are are controlling you, are your sounds and your words those of rejoicing and praise? Or do you think your sounds are closer to snarling and howling, full of complaining and hurtful attacks? Are the words of your mouth and the meditations of your heart pleasing to the Lord? I don't ask these questions with glee, church. They are hard and convicting for me as well. I will openly admit my words fall short right now. I have uttered hurtful words when I am hurt. I have belittled people when I am disappointed with outcomes. I have complained in my soul. Instead of rejoicing in the goodness of God, which is poured out abundantly on me day after day after day. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive all of us who can confess right now that our words have not been pleasing to your ears. Fill us with your Holy Spirit. Inspire us to sing your praises. Remember, church, the words read out of the Gospel of Matthew today? Red-letter words, no less. Jesus says everyone will have to give account on the day of judgment for every empty word they have spoken. For years, this has struck fear in my heart, as well as a bit of confusion, since the next sentence continues, for by your words you are acquitted, and by your words you will be condemned. Are we not justified by Christ and Christ alone? How can we be acquitted by words? As the Holy Spirit moves and convicts my own spirit, I see that the key to Christ's teaching is that our words reflect what is already within us. We can be judged by our words, brothers and sisters, because our words give an accurate account of our standing with God. When we are tuned to God, Our hearts are in line with the Holy Spirit. When we are leaning into Jesus, our words are going to reflect the goodness of God and bring honor to God. When we tune ourselves to the woes of the world, our hearts are aligned with political parties and our own agendas. When we lean into ourselves, our words reflect our own spiritual emptiness. And they spill out as snarls and howls and and. As we project our own dissatisfaction. So, again, I ask you to have that honest conversation in your heart with God. I ask not because I'm looking to force some moment of conviction, but because, as many of you have identified to me, we are in a time of spiritual warfare. The only weapon we need in this battle, in fact, the only offensive weapon we are given in the armor of God is the sword of the spirit. So we need to honestly ask ourselves if our spirits are in line with the spirit. Checking in on our words like this, having this honest conversation with God is the spiritual equivalent of taking our temperature. Our words show us what is truly inside. Our words would tell us if we are in line with the sword of the spirit. Whether or not we choose to pay attention to the temperature reading of our language, the world is going to see through our words if we are spiritually sick or spiritually healthy. Our words are our witness right now. I am not asking us Christians to refrain from speaking truth, but rather remember that the most important truth must always be considered first. A Christian is called to give an account of their words at the end of days. And, brothers and sisters, I can guarantee you that God isn't just going to do a fact check on your words to make sure that you were technically right. Our words are going to demonstrate what is in our hearts. And our words represent the fruit that we are sowing in the world. Words can give life, and words can sow sin. Words can encourage love, and words can spread hate. Words can promote truth, and words can spread lies. Words can build others up, and words can tear them down. Words can bring the kingdom come, and words can play into the game of the enemy. When we descend to howling and snarling because we do not see our desires being played out on earth, guess what, brothers and sisters? We are playing the game of the enemy. Instead, use your words to praise the Lord and rejoice in every present circumstance. When we descend to name-calling, we play the game of the enemy, brothers and sisters. So instead, call upon the name of the Lord, the name which saves the name above all names. When we descend to insulting the wisdom or intelligence of those we disagree with, guess what? Yeah, that's right, we're playing the game of the enemy. So instead, always turn back to the wisdom of God, trusting that God knows enough to bring good out of any circumstance. When we descend to frustration and impatience with our loved ones, yes, we're playing the game of the enemy. So instead, thank God that they are in your life. When we descend to finding the faults in every decision, we are playing the game of the enemy, focusing on evil. Instead, remember that all flesh fails, but in our weakness, God's strength shines through. In the book of Acts, Stephen today is asked to give an account of his words. When tasked with preaching to the crowd, Stephen speaks words of great wisdom, and we're told that is because he is filled to the brim with the spirit. His mouth produces the fruit of his spirit. When the religious leaders want to charge Stephen, remember that it is the credibility of his words they attack. Our words have power. I know that many comparisons are being drawn right now between our current relationship with the religious institution and the relationship between the early apostles and their religious institutions. Trust me when I say I understand this impulse deep in my soul, though, as your pastor, I strongly encourage you using scripture to interpret our lives in context. It was once said that pastors should preach with the Bible in one hand and the newspaper in the other. Yes, we need to learn from these scriptures about Stephen. By placing ourselves in the place of Stephen and taking up his courage and his conviction to speak truth no matter what, We also though need to learn from these scriptures by placing ourselves in the place of the religious people who scream and howl when the Holy Spirit moves in ways that they do not wish to hear. What is clear in these scriptures is that Stephen's witness remains intact as he defies those who would call him blasphemous because every word he speaks is not just factually true, it is in line with the spirit and the goodness of God. Even when he condemns the unbelief of, and the persecution of the prophets that is occurring in the, in the synagogues, he does not attack the people personally. His words are not hateful. They don't spread lies or fear or anger. His words give glory to God In all things, his words honor Jesus Christ. His words originate from the Spirit of God because he is filled up to the brim with the Spirit. Even today, while we are living into our prophetic duty to speak truth, we are called to do so like Stephen, to speak that truth while loving our enemies and honoring God. I am reminded here so much of the Sermon on the Mount. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Brothers and sisters, let our words extend mercy to one another and our leadership across the nation. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Brothers and sisters, let our words spread peace across our community. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Brothers and sisters, let our words honor those whose persecutions have made our own faith possible, as we remember what true suffering is. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. Brothers and sisters, if we lose those things which set us apart from the world, if we descend in our battle to playing the game of the world by their rules, spewing hate and anger, howling and snarling to hear have our voices heard, we are no longer helpful to the world in any way. So let our words be holy and set apart so that we may provide salt to the earth. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other cheek also. And if anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, hand over your coat as well. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with them two miles. Let our words not offer judgment over others. Remember, justice is mine, saith the Lord. When power exerts itself over us, Lord, may we be like Stephen, who keeps his words focused on the good story. Lord... May we be like the man asked to carry the soldier's pack for a mile, who then extends the soldier the grace of God by carrying it for two. Even when we are sure we are in the right, let our words be like those men's, full of grace, as we ask God, Lord, do not hold this sin against them, while forever placing the attention back on God. After all the winds may rage and the rains may fall kingdoms will rise and fall rulers will be established and will be torn down but they they are not worthy of our attention Through it all there is one Lord of lords one salvation one name of Jesus upon which we call one God who is worthy of our worship one Spirit who gives us the breath which form our words The King alone is worthy of them I will sing of your strength In the morning I will sing of your love, for you are my fortress, my refuge in times of trouble. You are my strength, I sing praise to you. You, God, are my fortress, my God, on whom I can rely. Praise be to God. Let us turn our words to God now as we sing, I am thine, O Lord. This is hymn number 419 in your United Methodist hymnal.
2: I am thine, O Lord, I have heard thy voice, and it told thy love to me. But I long to rise in the arms of faith, and be closer drawn to thee. Draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord, to the cross where thou hast died. Draw me nearer, 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 blessed Lord, to thy precious bleeding side. Consecrate me now to thy service, Lord, by the power of grace divine. Let my soul look up with a steadfast hope, and my will be lost in Thine. Draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord, to the cross where Thou hast died. Draw me nearer, 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 blessed Lord, to Thy precious bleeding side. O oh, the pure delight of a single hour that before Thy throne I spend. When I kneel in prayer of with Thee, my God, I commune as friend with friend. Draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord, to the cross where Thou hast died. Draw me nearer, 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 blessed Lord, to thy precious bleeding side. There are depths of love that I cannot know till I cross the narrow sea. There are heights of joy that I may not reach till I rest in peace with Thee. Draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord, to the cross where Thou hast died. Draw me nearer, 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 blessed Lord, to thy precious bleeding side.
0: As we draw close to God, we come now to a time of prayer. Will you pray with me? Almighty God, maker of heaven and earth, ruler of this world and the next, savior of creation and judge of the universe, if we spent all our lives, we could not declare the fullness of your wonder. We offer up our hearts, ourselves, our actions, our words, all of it, and pray you would sanctify our lives to be pleasing to you. God, we confess to you now our shortcomings, especially where we have failed to sound like Jesus with our words. Whether we were short with our family or unkind about strangers, we know evil words originate when our souls are not aligned with you. So correct us and restore us to the fullness of relationship with you that we might be the salt the world so desperately needs. Guide us, Lord, in our ministry, showing us the most faithful path forward. Protect us, Lord, from any who desire us evil and from all sickness and tragedy. For those who are already ill or who are facing surgery, we pray for fullness of life and abundant healing. For those suffering job losses, we pray you would raise up people around them to support them and give them new purpose. For those of us who are too comfortable right now, we pray you would open our eyes to show us where we can be building up one another. For those who are worn out or lonely, suffering from the current conditions, we pray for grace and peace as only you can provide. Lord, give us wisdom to faithfully minister and preach the gospel. Heal broken parts of our church, where our vision is limited and where we see only obstacles to the way we know how to be Christians. Teach us, Lord, that you are limitless and show us all the opportunities you are still creating. We pray also for the vision of our leaders, for our governor and president, their advisors, and all the local officials working to implement their plans. As they balance economic concerns with health concerns and work with conflicting sets of data, we pray you would be the hand that weighs their decisions. We pray for wisdom, courage, and compassion for our bishop and her cabinet. As they balance the spiritual health of hundreds of churches alongside health concerns and restrictions, we pray you would give them grace and peace so that they cut through the stress and may clearly hear your will. We pray that in all of our weaknesses... Your strength would show through, so that in all things you may be glorified through the name of Jesus Christ. And now we pray the prayer that the Lord taught us to pray. Our Our Father, Father, who art in heaven, hallowed hallowed be be thy thy name. Thy Thy kingdom come, thy 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 will be done, on on earth as it is in heaven. Give give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, trespasses, as as we we forgive those who trespass 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 against us. And And lead us not into temptation, temptation, but but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and and the power and the the glory glory forever. forever. Amen. Amen. And now to close, we will sing an old favorite. There's something about that name. If you still need the lyrics, it's hymn number 171 in your hymnal. And we will sing it through twice. There's something about that name.
2: Jesus, 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 there's just something about that name, Master, Savior. like the fragrance after the rain. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus,
1: let all heaven
2: Away, but there's something about that name, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus. There's just something about that name, Master, Savior. Jesus, like the fragrance after the rain Jesus, Jesus, Jesus Let all heaven and earth proclaim will all pass away, but there's something about that name.
0: And may the peace of the Lord be with you all. Amen.